With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, it's good to be back in the studio with the greatest running back in Eagles history, Brian Westbrook. How you feeling, Brian? I'm feeling good, man. I've called you B-West my entire life. Have you? In fact, I remember one time I was at a bar in uh, Chicago, and I was watching the game, and I yelled out, get the, get, fucking go, B-West. And some Chicago guy was like, B-West? What <laughs> nickname is that? I was like, shut the fuck up. Right. That's what I call B-Doc and B-West right. and J-Trot. Yeah. Listen. Uh, Philly is I mean, not, not just Philly, but a lot of people love the nickname. Everybody loves nicknames. Yeah, period. Yeah. They want to shorten everything. Yeah, like I get left. Yeah, of course, left. That makes sense. Or Co. Left Co. Hey, I don't, don't get Co. You don't know Co. B Co. A Co. A Co. A Co. Um, <laughs> I just got back from Oakland. Flew out after our show on Monday. I don't know man, how I, you did it. Come on, man. We got to do. What I don't we know how you. Do. I don't know how you're awake right now. Oh, neither. I don't know either. Yeah. Drinking those uh, coffee. We've got a little honey tea in there. And honey and hot water. Oh, trying to, I've decided I'm not going to talk from Thursday night to Sunday morning. I realized that I was yelling so much during Sunday football uh-huh. at, the, at like Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're fucking me right now. Yeah. I lost my voice. There will be a lot of people happy that you're not talking from Thursday to Sunday. A lot of people. That was unnecessary. Yeah, do you Take like, a little shot early, man. Do you like the picture uh, behind your left shoulder? This is Nick put that in there. I love that he put this in here. Now, Afro Donovan McNabb. Got to check it out. On this the is one of show. his worst looks, but this is hilarious to see Don with this, uh, the Afro. And I remember he had the braids. He had it all oh, going yeah. on. Yeah. I told Nick, as long as you put a new picture in there every every Wednesday it. show, it'll be good. There you go. Um, so I'm in Oakland uh, doing the shooting the final episode for Ditch the Playbook, and uh, it went really, really well. By the way, if you haven't seen the Sean McVay one yet, please get on to Twitter. Let's do it again. Sean McVay, I showed him literally videos from when he was 17 years old. So 16 years ago. And I would show him the beginning of a play and I'd say, what happens? Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, that's 876 trail flood rollout, right? 50 yard bomb. It's awesome. Go to Twitter. Do what you guys did last week. Retweet it with this episode is so good that, and I will retweet all of the best responses. Uh, I came in here, Matthew Berry's retweeting it. We're really? starting to pick up some traction hey, right now. It's, it's the playbook. About. Hashtag D the P coming in strong. Quick Sean McVay story. I'm in the Indy for the Combine two years ago. Okay. We're in the bar. Me and my boys are chilling. It's really, it's like a whole party scene there. I hear the Combine, Combine oh. in Indy is lit. It's, it's spring break for NFL <laughs> coaches. That's what that is. And so I'm there. We're hanging out at the bar. And I see Sean McVay walk in. He looks just like average dude. He does. He's just like an average guy walking. He's bopping in. And he stops. Oh, my God, Brian Westbrook. He's little, this is his backward. Oh, my God, Brian Westbrook. I admire your game so much. And he <laughs> went down 
all of the plays. I love when you come out of the backfield. We're trying to get you one on one with the linebacker. We're in the bar. I'm I'm drinking. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is all you have to do is we do this and we do that, and we're trying to get Gurley to do this, and we're trying to get Gurley to so do that. So he's talking about certain aspects of your game yes. that he studied to try and implement into his own offense. Exactly. Which is crazy. Now, this it has to be midnight at this time. Yes. Everyone's drinking. Everyone's having a good time, probably except for Sean McVay because he's not even 21 yet. <laughs> he's, he's just chilling and hanging out. He wants to talk game plan with That's him. how much of a football nerd he is. Yeah. And you res- you have to respect it. I love it. At the same point, that. you want to be like, Sean, relax. They don't know that. No, he doesn't get there, it. There's not co- there, these young coaches, they're about football, football, football. That's it. Now, but Andy is such a brilliant mind, but I feel like he would look at you and be like, you want you want one of my ribs? Yeah, Andy, if there is food involved, Andy is on Have the food. Have you ever had a big meal with Andy Reid? No. You've never? Like, I, I promise you, that I, I was around Andy for eight years. There was maybe one time that I saw him eat anything other than a salad. Maybe one time. Stop. Yep. Every, That's not real. Every Saturday night, I promise you, every Saturday night, the last thing he would say to the team is, and I'll buy you a cheeseburger. We would go leave the team meeting, go downstairs, and there's food, more food than you can than you yeah. can imagine. Andy would sit at the table with his coaches and really eat a salad. That's it. One salad. And I don't know what he, what he did when he left, but at that team meal, he would eat a salad. That's it. Wow. Was it a salad with a pizza on top? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, make, I'm not making fun of Andy. It's all out of love. But so, would you guys wonder, like, where is he? What else is he eating? No, I, I think the, the the common thought is like, okay, Andy's going upstairs and ordering everything on the menu for room service. I mean, listen, I'm a realist. I understand. I understand my own weight, and I go up and down. Oh yeah. When I eat crazy, I gain weight. When yeah. I when I when I when I don't, I lose weight. And so I have to believe for him to maintain that stature. He's eating. He's eating somewhere. I'd like your half a rack of baby yes. back ribs salad, please. Thank you. That's amazing. Um, the only thing that sucked uh, about ditch the playbook was our last episode. Um, it's going to be coming out later this year. Was with our favorite rookie Jonathan Abram. Yeah. And yesterday, I also had to report the news that he's going to be out for the season. Uh, torn labrum, torn rotator cuff, goes out there in the first quarter, or excuse me, in the beginning of the second quarter. Deshaun Hamilton's catching the ball on the sideline, about to get a second foot down. Abram does what Abram does, launches himself like a yeah. missile, hits him, second foot never comes down. Denver's got a punt. Beautiful play. Problem is when he landed, all that happened. Shoulder. And then he played the other three quarter, the other two quarters on adrenaline. Like a grown man. Didn't get shot like a, up. Like a warrior. He, uh, I heard per source, I'm bad at this. I heard per source that his arm kept getting like more and more sore during the mm-hmm. game. So in between plays, a cornerback would come over and shake it yeah. to kind of loosen it up. Uh, per source, when he hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> per source. Okay, keep going. We're listening. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm not a fucking reporter. Yeah, go ahead. I just per talk source. About go ahead. Tell us. <laughs> his shoulder pops out. And he gets up and per source takes a deep breath and his shoulder goes back into place. Yep. And then in between every play, he had a cornerback just shaking his arm right. out so that he can go and, and knock people per source. Well, well this is per source, the, the truth. It's shocking that he's able to play without being shot up. I mean, I, I would get yeah, I shot up. I wanted to ask you for reference. If that well, was... I'll tell you this. Towards the latter part of my career, I was getting shot up before the game yeah. just, to, just to neutralize what was going to go on during the game. I can't even imagine. I remember I broke my ribs in the middle of the Washington game. I don't know, 06, 07. 
And I played a little bit. And then at some point, the pain is like, all right, yeah, this is too much. And you go in there, you get shot up, you come back out, and you feel like How a new man. How big is the needle? Oh, it's long. So, so, so they're long needles, first of all. They're long, and they're Ugh. thick. And you got and, and it's not an easy process. It's and not. do they just shoot it right where it hurts? No. So before the game, they shoot you in, in, in your butt. So like they trying to find a muscular, like a fatty. So this type is the whole. This is deal. the whole numbing agent. This is a uh, tretrol. What is it called? Toradol. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the. I don't think they even use it anymore. I hope that's like the I can run through a brick wall and not feel anything. I came into the league and the vets would always tell me, "Yeah, you probably don't need it yet. You probably don't need it yet." And they, all of them, would get shot up before the game. Yeah. Really, it's just a high-powered anti-inflammatory. Just a little bit of swelling changes everything in you. So it's a high-powered anti-inflammatory, and it just makes you feel new. Takes you from seventy-five percent to a hundred. I'm shocked that he didn't take one. Shocked. That's who he is. He's a grown man. That's what that means. He is. And then he after, he still shot with us for two hours, was so nice to the entire crew. Stand up dude. Hooked, hooked up some fans with some yeah. tickets. Stand up man. Uh, he is he is my favorite rookie. He is a 33% rookie. So please get into his mentions uh, and wish him well. Uh, I knew that one of the big things on his list was defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And he really believed that the way that they were going to use him was going to allow him to get five to ten sacks, five to ten picks. And he really wanted to go after to be one of the best young safeties. So I know he's going to be great. Uh, we're going to support him the whole fucking way because uh, I roll with people that roll with me. And it's, uh, it sucks. It's a, I, I it's hated a, breaking that news. It's, it sucks. It's a mindset thing. But it, guys like that yeah. that just want to play football, love the game, they have a passion for it, they're going to do anything they can just to be able to play, they always come back better. Yeah. They come back better because they don't want that same thing to happen. That's what I told to, him. To I said, dude, you get to be in that locker room with LaMarcus Joyner and That's some right. people that really know what they're doing. I said, let your brain become a third-year guy and then get your body right, right. so that Figure you can sit there all year and just – just be a monster in the film room, dude. Uh, Monday Night Football, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, Raiders hold off and beat the Broncos. Joe Flacco. Uh, what happened to Joe? I mean, I asked that question four years ago. Well, yeah, I, mean, I guess you can't say now. what happened to him. I mean, the, obviously, what, the happened expectation. To John, what happened to John Elway that he's still able to kind of make these decisions that are so bad? Uh, and no one's could have called him he's out. He's not for a talent it. evaluator. Apparently, he's not a good one. Apparently. But. You know, you trade for Joe. You you figure things didn't work out in in Baltimore. Maybe he has something left in the tank. No, I could have told you that, Brian. It's fucking. Bad. You should have called John Elway and told him because obviously him. he's he's delusional. Because we we didn't see it week one. We didn't see it. It it, it looked awful. The Raiders. I was very impressed by. Uh, I think this Darren Waller is going to be. Oh, he's some, a ball. He's an athlete. Yeah. Josh Jacobs. I love. What do you think about Josh Jacobs, Mister Running Back? Well, here it is. I, I thought he was going to be good coming into the season. I think he's a volume back. That's your initial thought. Big. Come from a big school. He's a volume Compact, back. Yeah. yeah, but but to me, he shows some quickness. Uh, that you don't normally see out of some rookies. He shows some, shows some lateral ability, some good vision. He has a nice burst. I he's like that physical he's, at the point of contact. He's present in situational football around the goal line. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of running backs that run into their line. No, no. He under he, he understands he's got that the Zeke level of I can dive into that crack. That's right. Yeah. And and, and listen, I I know John Gruden. He's taking a lot of nonsense crap from the Antonio Brown deal, but I know he knows how to use running backs. Yeah. He knows how to get him in space. And at some point during the season, they're going to say, okay, we're not going to run this guy down into the wall. We're just going to try to get him in space and use his athletic ability to, to for us to win. 
when you look at that team, think about this. Tyrell Williams, yeah. I thought he was good when he's with the Chargers. Sure. He didn't get a lot of opportunities, a lot of other mouths to feed so on that many football weapons. team. But he looked good the other night. Obviously, Waller looked good the other yes. night. Most importantly for that football team, Derek Carr looked like pre-leg injury Derek Carr. That was Carr. the best Derek Carr has looked since that season in which he was level. on a run for MVP. Different level. I'd also say this about the Raiders. Richie Incognito suspended the first two games. He'll be back. He'll be back soon. Mm-hmm. Gabe Jackson, their right guard, uh, he's out for like the next four to five weeks. Yep. If that offensive line can get healthy – for Trent Brown and Colton Miller, their two tackles to make Von Miller and Bradley Chubb practically non-existent. Invisible. That's a huge deal for a team that we know that John Gruden is going to be able to pick some people apart. And you have Waller and you have Tyrell and you have Jacobs. Yep. And Hunter Renfro doesn't drop balls. No. He makes plays. He That's makes what he plays does. and he does your taxes better than anyone. <laughs> it's incredible. The big three. The big three for the Raiders. Carr, if he can sustain it. Yep. Big time question mark. Uh, 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 Tyrell. Tyrell. Josh. And Josh. Jacobs. Jacobs. It'll be good. But Texans, Saints, you got a little little spicy. You felt the need to text me. Yeah. Oh, Texans. Yeah. Because you know that I think that the Texans are going to have a down year. Yeah. But what? It was was just doggone close. What did I say the Texans season was going to be? They're going to try to get in shootouts with people. Yeah. It's going to be all Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. They want to win 32 to 30, 35 to 33, yeah. but their defense is trash. Where and was J.J. Watt? Where was he at? The critical moments. Critical moments. Listen. That's what happens when you don't have Jadavian Clowney, and uh, they can double and triple team you every play. You're right. You're right. It's a huge deal. Merciless looked good. Come Merciless looked it's, refreshed. It's different. It looks, it, it looks they different. They need D.J. Reader to be they a bigger deal. That's but right. the problem is, is – Bill O'Brien is 100% running this organization. That's the other thing I told you, is that I believe that Bill O'Brien's the worst situational football coach in the NFL. They need a GM, first of all. What did he do on Monday? First quarter, Don J. Hopkins goes for a first down. They don't get it. He calls a timeout, and then he throws the challenge flag, and then they don't get it, and there's two Two timeouts. timeouts. What are you doing? Fourth quarter, quick touchdown to Sean Watson to take the lead. Drew Brees. Dinks and dunks. Mm-hmm. And everyone's telling me that's Romeo Cornell, you know, and that he needs to be out there around the line of scrimmage. Right. I don't care if it's Romeo Cornell or Bill O'Brien. That's Same the coaching thing. staff. Because at that point, Bill O'Brien is a defensive coach too. Yeah. And he's got to go to Romeo and be like, we need to be on these guys. Well, if you're an offensive coach, you can say all they have to do is get to this point. Yes. And they can kick a 58-yarder. And then after We can't the, allow that. And then the one guy that they were attacking with Ted Ginn across the middle was this cornerback, Aaron Colvin, yep. who they took from the Jaguars last <laughs> offseason, and they paid him a lot of money because Aaron Colvin was the great nickelback in between A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is maybe he was great because he was playing between A.J. Bouye and Jalen Ramsey. Of course. But what did they do after the game? Out of there. They cut A.J. Bouye. And that is a decision. No, Colvin. Colvin. Excuse me. Excuse me. Aaron Colvin. If a coach has the power of a GM, that's what he would do. Impulsive. And that's what just happened. Yep. Bill O'Brien is the GM right now of the Texans. You know, I'm going to tell you this. And this is, and and I I agree with everything you just said. Impulsive decision to cut the kid that made some mistakes there in the first game of the season against one of the, uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's impulsive. Bad decision. I think you put your your team in a bad situation based on your defense. I'm going to look at the offensive side because this is where Bill O'Brien has control. Yes. When I see my quarterback visit the medical tent 
twice in the first half. He got sacked. Uh, well, I mean, 62 times last year. I like it. Crazy amount getting, of time. Getting massages on the bench in between drives. The one thing that I, I would have talked to Deshaun Watson all offseason long, similar case as I said to Carson Wentz, you're much more important than a yard. You're much more important to our team than a first down, than a touchdown even. You're much more important to our team and the longevity of our franchise than a win. I'm going to just tell you that right now. I don't need you diving in the end zone for touchdowns. I don't need you doing any of these things. You're the big picture of this team. Yeah, but it looked super cool. It looks, yeah, it looks great. Like it, went, it, it also looks crazy when, when he's laying on his back thinking, like, what am I doing? This is your quarterback. This is your franchise on he the line. He got drilled so hard on that touchdown throw to Kenny Stills and to the fact that after the touchdown, the cameras went to Kenny Stills and then it went to Bill Mm O'Brien and then it went to Deshaun Watson and he was still on the ground. Yes. And I'll say this about Deshaun Watson. I just love the way he plays ball, though, man. Well, I, I love the way he plays ball, love too. the way he plays ball. But let me, let me, let me yeah, add, but you are right about it. Let me add this to your Bill O'Brien rant. Yes. You give up two first and a second for Tunsil and Stills. Stills play, yep. pays off. Tunsil gave up a couple pressures in a sack. He'll get better. Your quarterback, by the way, still got sacked six times. I know. So there's a miscommunication between routes, depth, my quarterback getting the ball out of his hands, yes. protection. There's something going on in that offense that's, that's just the, not right. That's been the knock about Deshaun Watson for a long time is because he has the ability to score a touchdown on every play, Yeah, he's looking for a touchdown on every play, and he tends to hold it long. Um, at the same point, I don't. He, he's got a lot of receivers that are put into like beat this guy one on one situations. Yeah, and sometimes those routes take a long time to develop. Yeah, they but, do. But, but as an offensive coach, you say all offseason the one thing yeah. I can't afford to do is to get this kid killed. Yeah, true. But Bill Tex- Jarvis, Tex- he has to do a better job. Will Lutz, unbelievable freaking kick, fifty eight yard field goal. Amazing. But it was it was such an enjoyable Monday night game. Felt really special. Yeah. And I, I I just like great games like that. I know you hate the Texans. That defense. I don't hate the Texans. Eh, it kind of feels like you hate them. But they allowed <laughs> second half. They were talking about the second half of the football game. Oh, it was just Alvin Kamara's show. Yeah. They allowed the, the Saints to score on five of, the, of six drives. Yeah. Including three straight touchdowns to open the second half. How do you expect to win like that? Well, you can't. It go well. Listen, there was a stat that I had, and I don't know if I can pull it up quick enough. But part of the reason why I am very confident in that Bill O'Brien is not a great football coach is that when you look at their record when they're trailing at halftime or they're tied, which to me it comes down to, are they able to adjust? In the last two years, Houston has been tied or trailing at halftime seventeen games. What do you think their record is, Brian Westbrook? <sighs> I hope it's not 0 and 17. It's not. What is it? It's 1 and 16. 1 and pretty doggone close. So, when you have a head coach that never improves after the halftime bell, that's bad. And then you tell me that that the Saints, you know, they were able so there are some coaches that can game plan all week and slow you down the first half. Right. But the best coaches are the ones that go in at halftime, the Andy Reeds, the Sean McVays, the 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 Bill the mm-hmm. Bill Belichicks and they go Oh, I see what you're doing, and now I'm going to combat it. And Bill O'Brien has never adjusted well. In well, the the, I'll, I'll tell you this: the good coaches go into halftime and, and make the adjustments. The best coaches get their team on the sideline and say, "All right, this is what they did last series. This is what we're going to do the next series." Yeah, that's what the best coaches. You're do. right. A little bit different. 
Well, there, it, Belichick is famous for right before half writing down all of the things that he's going to focus on at halftime yeah. and already telling assistants to go in there and what to write on the whiteboards that they're going to fix. And that's that's just the next level. You know what's weird? Because I, I remember halftime speeches in – I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I remember going into halftime like, all right, I'm going to use the bathroom. I might take my shoulder pads off. I might get retaped. And then I'm going to sit there and look at the coaches like, man, I don't care what you say. I'm going to go out there and just do my job better next half. But if you're telling me in between series, right? Yes. You come to me and say, hey, listen, you had a cornerback blitz that you missed, or you run in the zone. Or they're overplaying to set the edge. Tell me then, because I can't remember. I don't, I can't, I don't want to think about all that stuff at half. I can't remember half of the plays. Yeah. I'm, I'm here in the moment. Tell me during the game, when you tell me at halftime, I mean, halftime is for me to rest mentally and physically. Mm. If you wait till halftime, we got a problem. You're not helping me. Well, halftime is a lot like time. I don't know, I'm trying to transition. <laughs> what was your... It's what, a lot like time. Yeah, because I'm going to the Odell Beckham okay. watch thing. I like that. I like that. Though. No, it was fucking awful. Yeah, it was, yeah I, I'm trying to help you out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the Odell wearing a $350,000 watch on the field. I got into a few arguments yesterday. Uh-huh. I want to know what your take is overall. Well, what are you arguing about? You like it? I, I have no problem with it. I think that, I think that you could tell... Who you would, who I would want to hang out with in life, uh-huh. based on how you react to the story. Well, well, there's a chance. What happens, Adam, if a helmet hits it yeah. and then a piece of glass flies up in the air, yeah. and then while that's happening, a player yells because he just tackled Odell, and then it goes <laughs> into his face mask right. and goes into his eye and cuts his cornea and he goes blind. What then? Yeah, no, I don't know. To bro. me. That doesn't concern me. Okay, good. So so I'll, I'll say this. The watch doesn't concern me. To me, you find them. Is it and, possible to get hurt by another player wearing a watch? I'm sure that the Odell probably has more prob- uh, likelihood to get hurt. Because that's the argument that I keep people – No, I'm not worried about the – to me – You're not going to get cut. You're not going to get No, nah, I'm not worried about the glass. I'm not worried about this. I mean, you, I'm sure that there is some some danger. But if I've got pads on and I'm hitting somebody else, the last thing I'm worried about is that little watch – Scraping me. Thank I'm, you. I'm trying to knock you. I wasn't so, crazy. This is why it's a non non story for me. If it wasn't Odell, nobody cares. Number one. Man, the, we're the, other, the other part is, it's a fine. I see players get fined all the time. Visors, yep. socks, cleats, wristband, cleats. It's Towels. a fine. And if and this is what this is what I know. When the NFL does, they come into your locker room. You go out for warm ups, right? You warm up. You wear whatever you want to wear. And then you go back in. Then the, the equipment guy comes to you and you say, okay, yep. 36, 25, all of these, you guys got to pull your socks up. You got to put your jersey down. You got to do this. And if you don't, then we're going to get a penalty. Or you're not a penalty. You'll get fined. And then, as a player, you have to make a decision. Yeah. So I'm absolutely sure before the game, the, the, the uniform guy came to him and said, listen, you got to take the watch off. And Odell, being himself, he said, no, I'm, I'm gonna do me, yeah. and I have to believe he's and getting. I'll take the ten thousand dollars. Yeah, he's getting paid by this designer, whoever this watch guy is, way more than the defined. Period. Now, you think he is getting paid? What? What do you mean? I don't know. Maybe it's just a casual stunt. Well, well, well. He, if the watch costs three hundred fifty thousand. Oh, I mean, I would hope to get paid. This is my only thought. If it costs three fifty and it gets broken, then I got a problem. I'm not worried about someone getting He'll hurt. He'll send you a new one. Yeah, maybe, but that's why he's getting paid. He has to be getting paid. They're just, paying the phone fine. They're paying him to wear it. So I just realized that, like, 
I see guys wearing jewelry all the time. Mm -hmm. We've seen necklaces. We've seen necklaces get slatched. Uh, we've seen people with nice long earrings. Alvin Kamara wore a very expensive grill during the game. But Kamara also had a chain on similar to this and it had a whole a whole piece on it. A whole piece on it. I was, I was shocked. Like, what's so, going on? So the thing is, is they are putting their own stuff at risk by yeah. wearing it. But what I thought about was this, I think the the reason this became a story is because the price of the watch causes fans to feel a certain way. Really? Nobody likes to know. People get very intimidated when you have something that they can't afford. And you don't care about it. Like they would care about because it. Because to them, it's going, wow, you're throwing it in my face. I have two arguments. Number one, Odell, I don't think hit up a bunch of media members and said, by the way, here's the designer. Here's how much it cost. Can you make sure that you get photos of right. it? Everybody covers Odell because when you do an article or a post about Odell, it gets clicks. Odell is not asking for coverage. The media makes a ton of money off of covering Odell. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. But number two, if Kirk Cousins went out and wore one of those old Casio watches right. that have the letters on it yeah. and a calculator, uh -huh. we would go, that's so awesome, that's so cool. Kirk Cousins is wearing a $30 throwback Casio watch because he's such a dad. Oh, man. Yeah. But because it's a $350,000 watch, and that's more money than some fans will make in a decade, if not longer, mm -hmm. they take it as an insult. And it becomes a class thing. True thing is, is if you compare it to the percentage of his salary, it's, it's not that much. No, it's not. And stop being intimidated if other people are wealthy. I'm not saying that it's his shit. He can do whatever he wants. You can spend your money on whatever you want. Yeah. I'm not a watch guy. $350,000 for a watch is crazy to me. I would use that as a down payment on a beautiful apartment here in New York. Yeah, but, you, know, you would have to add something to that in New York. Yeah, probably. Which is crazy. But hear that, Bleacher Report? A whole different world. But, <laughs> but the true thing is, is if he wants to do it and it's not going to hurt anybody and we're the ones covering him, calm down. Well, we, I don't get it. Here, well, here's the I other. like my athletes to spend their money. Well, here's if the every other athlete side. was Kirk Cousins and lived below their means, I would not care about sports as much. I want my athletes driving Lamborghinis. I want my athletes wearing Tom Ford. <laughs> no, I want my athletes popping bottles. Yeah. Why? Because you work your whole life to live it up. Right. And if nobody's living it up and we're all living it down, then we're all boring as hell. Well, this is what I want. I want my athletes to have money after they retire. Sure, I, I, I sure, want my sure, athletes. Sure. Nah, yeah, yeah. I, want, I, I don't want them going broke. But here's the other thing. We don't complain about kickers wearing rings, quarterbacks wearing rings on their finger. Yeah. Obviously, it may be a money thing. I think Odell obviously is he's polarizing in a way, right? And I think some people feel that when you wear this and you just you just buck the system, you're saying it's me and I'm bigger than the team. I think that's what some people's issues are. They're saying, "Hey, you had an issue in New York and it was it was Odell and then the Giants." And you were much bigger than the team, which in reality he probably was. He was the best player there. He was a he was a highlight of the team. The only team, only reason people were coming to see the team but some people are saying, listen, I just want you to follow the rules. I want you to fall in line like everyone else. That's okay. other people's boring. Feeling. Yeah. 
Superstar. Diva, superstar. I don't have a problem with it. I don't care. If he wants to pay the fine, then fine him. That's it. To me, it's, it's, a, it's not even a big deal. If he wants to wear the watch, you fine him. And this is the other side to that. When you continuously break the uniform code, they, you know, you break it a couple weeks and you keep doing it. They say, okay, well, here's the deal. You either take the watch off or you don't play. Yeah. Th- that's what happens. And it'll get to that point. It will. Probably this week. Yeah. Say, you can wear the watch again in, in warm-ups, but if you wear it during the game, you're not going to play. I think, this is my personal thought, I think Odell's a showman. I think he's an elite athlete. I think he's dynamic. I think we, you know, one of the best receivers in the game. I think if he would have got in the end zone, he had a special little celebration designed for the watch. And you, if you tell me that this designer didn't pay him, they should have. Because this whoever this guy is, is getting all types of press that Odell is giving him. And if Odell paid 350 for the watch, he should go try to get some of that money back. You know what's funny to me is when I ask people, what has Odell done that's really that bad? One of the first things they always say is, well, he did all that stuff with the kicking net. I just want to ask you a question. <laughs> well, he hit himself. <laughs> Odell proposed to the kicking net. And that was seen as a distraction. Yeah. Antonio Brown twerked on national television, and we celebrated it as a good dance. Did we? And I'd ask Who you Who celebrated this, that? A lot. Oh, it's everywhere. Oh, uh, People were like, oh, Antonio Brown, he's the best. He's so funny. Oh, my God. And I would ask you this. If you had a daughter and one guy was seen on TV proposing and one dude was seen on TV twerking, yeah. who would we really have a problem with? <sighs> Come I'm just saying it's a double standard. It is a double. I, I, first of all, men shouldn't be Everything, twerking on TV or not. That's point. number one. Man, I, just, uh, just, uh, as I an can't aside. twerk. I don't have that kind I, of back have you, have you tried? I yes. mean, what? What? thousand percent. Where do you try this at? At home? At my house. In the, in the mirror? Are you looking at yourself? No, look, if me and my girl are, are like, oh, put on some, some Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> like, and she's, tw- I'm going to be like, and, let me try. your girl twerks and you didn't try? I want to try it. Yeah. I mean, get comfortable with yourself, Brian Westbrook. No, I will show. never be that comfortable with myself to try to You're twerk. You're telling me that you've never tried to twerk in your That's exactly life. what I'm telling you. You've never popped it back one time? No, <laughs> no. What are wow. you? Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, no, listen. I mean, if you're afraid, that's okay. No, not only am I not afraid, yeah. I just don't want to do it. And I'm going to tell you this. We may go to a party together in the future. I'm and not going to twerk at the party. Listen, do never pull that out. Ever, ever, well, ever. No, pull I out, wouldn't do that. Never pull out the but twerk in the move. comfort of my own home? Yeah, because your, your girlfriend is like, yo. It's a fiance. Fiance. Oh, yeah, listen. Don't don't let Watch me mess that up. Hey, hey, hey. Fiance. They're well, serious about I that. I spent a lot of money to become that. Congratulations. <laughs> don't take that ring off. I know. Hey, hey, you tell them. You know how it works. You know damn well, 33%, that Westbrook's going to go home tonight and look in the mirror. Hey, baby, look. No. I'm like, I'm twerking, baby. <laughs> um, the, uh, well, so many people are coming over Odell Beckham. It fucking annoys the shit out of me. Okay, so I did reach out to the 33%. Okay. And I said, do you have any questions for Brian Westbrook? Oh, Lord. I want them to get to know you okay. because you're going to be here a lot. Yeah, I'll be okay? here every week. So, CJ Easterday tweets, does Westbrook have to abide by the Lefko show rules? Rule number one, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Rule number two, Sean McVay is our favorite coach in the NFL. And then the other rules like beans, not beef. If not, who is the greatest quarterback in Brian Westbrook's well, opinion? Well, first of all, if those are the rules, I didn't get, I didn't get yeah, I didn't really tell briefed you about on those rules because I don't believe any of those rules already off the top. Aaron Rodgers is not the best quarterback we've ever seen. We've ever seen. It? It's either him or Patrick Mahomes. 
What are you, what are you talking about? You should really pay attention. Where do you, where do you, where do you get this at? From my fucking eyeballs. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback you've ever seen. You and how long have you seen him play? Uh, I've seen him play now. Have you seen Patrick Mahomes play without for an extended period of time without one of the most dynamic receivers in the game in Tyreek Hill? No, I haven't. No, okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see how good he is without that. I feel really good about that change. Well, I'm not saying that he won't. Who's your Who's the best quarterback you've ever seen? Tom Brady is the best quarterback you've ever seen because the best quarterback wins. That's why it's not Aaron Rodgers. The best quarterback makes the guys around him. Who's the better quarterback on Monday night, Deshaun Watson or Drew Brees? Just (sighs) answer truthfully. I'm going. It was Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson looked the best. And who yes. got the win? Drew Brees. So that means that Deshaun he Watson was, played he, that game and took a loss. Yeah, because so he can't like, play you know, defense. I don't, that's I don't why. let quarterback wins be a statistic. Well, you but should. I, I will say you this. Should. That's a mistake. I believe me. that Tom Brady. Let me rephrase the thing. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback I've ever okay. seen. And that's where I'm coming from. Okay. Is that. I, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers is what? And I, then the thirty-three percent have told me that Patrick Mahomes has not passed Aaron Rodgers yet no. in terms of most talented. No. And I say, you know what? I'm down, but I think that Mahomes is close. He's close. He's 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 moving because up. I think that there are things that Mahomes can do that Rodgers can't. Aaron Rodgers has but so young much arm Aaron Rodgers was yeah. fucking the greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen. Arm talent will take. The risk of trying to fit a ball in a window that nobody should be trying yeah. to throw it into. You're right. Mahomes makes smarter decisions than Rodgers. Yes. He's not going to make a bunch of mistakes because he but trusts Rogers the guys around him. But Rodgers also has a freakishly insane touchdown-interception ratio. Yeah. It's insane. Because he's talented. So because the, he's good. So who is the most talented quarterback you've ever seen? The most talented. And it's just so hard because Aaron Rodgers has pedigree, longevity on his side. Patrick Mahomes, you know, we'll see. I, mean, look, man, I think he's say, really, really excited, say, really, really good. You could say Elway, you could say Favre, you could say Randall Cunningham, I, I think, you could I say think, Vic. I think you look at Marino. I think you look at uh, Elway. Yep. I think those are good starting Peyton. points. Peyton, obviously, brain-wise, not athletic ability. But when, when you talk about Aaron Rodgers, he can move a little Eli? bit. Eli? No. What? Stop it, Eli. That was a test Listen, that you passed. I, I love Eli. I love. Do you I love. Really? I, no, I, I love him as a person. I think he's a yeah, good I think he's dude. A good guy. I think he's cool. I mean, yeah. not, not cool, but he's kind of weird cool. But he's a good like fourth wheel. Yeah, he's like, oh, let's fucking hang out with Eli tonight. Like not? this is a good night. Eli's like, it really was. And you're yeah. like, good contribution, <laughs> Eli. Like, Thanks. Thanks for coming, Eli. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Keep keep coming. Keep coming. But I Thanks just, for bringing the white claws. I think um, you start you start the list at guys that win the Super Bowl. I mean. That's what you start at. And obviously, I'm talking about Marino, and he's at the top, but he's athletic. The he greatest wide receiver of all time discussion, the top three is, is always Rice, Owens, Moss, in some order. Yeah. Is the fact that Rice won Super Bowls and they didn't, no. does that really play a no. part in it? The numbers. It's the numbers. But, the, but you di- just said that Super Bowls matter for quarterbacks. Because it's a different position. Really? Because you're the, the head of the team. You're the quarterback. You're the most important piece of the team. So does that mean that Trent Dilfer is better than, Mar- than Marino? No, it does not. Okay. But Trent Dilfer had one of the best defenses that ever stepped on the field. True. You ever think about that? Just imagine you put that defense with Patrick Mahomes last year. Oh, man. They score 50 points a game and, and win all the imagine games. Imagine if you coupled the Ravens defense this year with Lamar Jackson. You better uh, get out of here. Get out. Well, listen, we're going to see how good Ravens! Lamar Jackson is. We're going to see. Another question for you from King underscore Hermes 04. Who was your holy shit hit in the NFL? That's a great name, by the way. 
King Hermes. My last game. It might be King Hermes. There you go. My last game in the NFL. Now, I'll, I'll tell you about two hits. Your Actually, biggest hit was your last game in the NFL? I'll, I'll tell you three hits. Damn, in my rookie retire. year, Andy Reid, when we did live period, this was when football was football, when we had to go into training. Yeah, men. Man, men were men. You go into camp, you you punch somebody in the mouth, on your own team, and you fight and all this other stuff. You you versus Derek Burgess. Yeah, that was not D. Burgess is my man. He was nasty, too. I tell you, it was a first-team defense versus second-team offense. So I'm on a second-team offense with some guys that just weren't very good at blocking. Who was first-team? Carell Buckhalter? Deuce. Deuce. Deuce was first-team, and Dorsey would run with the first-team, and then I would run with the other guys. Right? Dorsey Levins. Dorsey Levins was there. I right? totally forgot about Dorsey Levins. And so I'm running down the sideline. Receiver catch the ball. I'm just kind of running, just thinking I'm going to block, blow the whistle. Yeah. And Brian Dawkins <gasps> comes out of nowhere and drill. I don't, I don't have the ball. I just want to start there. I don't have this is a, a point of contention between me and him today. I don't have the ball, and he just lays me out. And I'm in practice, like what in the, what type of football is this? Did he say anything to you? No, no, no. He just stood over me and looked at me with the visor, and you're like, oh, okay, 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 Mr. Dawkins. That's it. That's you didn't one. Say what the hell? No, no. I'm a rookie. Keep your mouth closed and go to work. That's what rookies do. Just so you know. Number two. How scary was he? He's he's nasty. <laughs> and and he's also the guy that will come up to you after practice and say, hey, man, you're doing a good job, and pat you on the back. And this is after he tries to kill you in practice. He's not friends with you in practice. That's that's the type of guy that he is. I yeah, I was listening to, to Keo Spikes talk. Did, yes. did you see this deal? Oh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the one that posted it. Good. Spread. And, and Spikes was like, hallelujah. Yes, yes. That's scary. If if someone comes up to you, yeah, what's the scariest Brian Dawkins transformation that you saw? I saw him suplex people. We played Dallas. It must have been a playoff game, and so not it wasn't a playoff game. It was a week before the playoffs, and we needed to beat Dallas to win. We had to have the Raiders beat somebody. We had a lot of. Then you got Dallas again in the first week wild card. In that day, I saw this man that I knew at that point very very well. Transform it to someone. He had an interception. He had a fumble recovery. He had a sack. He was doing all types of crazy stuff that I've never seen a safety do. That's the guy that I'm talking about. Let me get to my second one. You remember Sean Taylor? Of course. Obviously, physical 6'4". I remember the first time I laid eyes on him. We're warming up. He's at the other end zone, and and I don't know who he is. We see him on the. the, the You're the, like this defensive end is quick. Well, he he's standing up underneath the goalpost with his hands up. He's six four. Bush. And it, it looked. You were talking about his hair. Yeah. Well, okay. at the other, yeah, at the other like, end, you talking? About? Yeah, crazy. Uh, at the <laughs> other end, I'm like, he's touching the goalpost. Then I see him running left to right, up and down. He's running like a gazelle. And I'm like, who's who's this kid? They was like, oh, that's. I said, I'm thinking it must be a DN. Oh, that's Sean Taylor. Wow. And I'm like, what? Who? The, the safety? They're like, yeah, that's him. Then you see him in a game, and he comes downhill, and he talks bad to you. Calls you all all types of names, all all you are terrible, all anything that you could think of that you would want your nasty yeah. middle linebacker defensive end safety to say. He said that to me during the game, and I promise you, after the game, he came up to me. What's up, Westbrook? What's up, man? We had a good game, and I just looked at him like I thought we were actually about to have a confrontation because that's how much shit he was talking. So bad to me. So that that was number two. He he knocked me. He yeah, got me. What a, was the play that he got you? He, we ran a draw. We run a draw. Everyone's blocked up. Linebacker's out of the way, and he's downhill. It's just me and him in the hole. Oh man! And so I'm like, you know, it's I'm, go time. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, all that shit you were talking. Let's go. And so I'm going to give him a little bit. And were you on when you saw Sean after seeing him pregame? Did you go? I'm going to juke him, 
or I'm going to go head on. No, so going head on was never my game. I didn't think it so. never was my game. But every now and then you try to get a shot. And so really my game was to get them off balance and then hit them. Yeah. Because when they're off balance, then you could kind of run them over yeah. at that point because that wasn't my thing. And so I'm, I try to make a move and he's just so long and so physical. And he just, boom, ran into me. And naturally you're like, oh. you took a breath and then he falls on you. You're like, oh, crack my ribs. Cracked my ribs on that play. Ribs? Yeah, on that play. That wasn't the hardest one. My last game in San Francisco, we played the Cardinals. You remember Adrian Wilson? Adrian Wilson is my third favorite safety of all time. So nasty. Brian Dawkins, mm-hmm. Ronnie Lott. Love him. Adrian Wilson. Because That's a good Adrian list right Wilson there. was on the Cardinals for an inordinate amount of time and was. In my mind, Sean Taylor before Sean Taylor. Yes. He was the 6'4", 230 yeah. guy that no one else knew. And the reason I loved him was because I played Madden. And I would do a franchise draft, and I was like, who's this 97 safety? And so then I good. would watch him. He was incredible. So good. So he's about 6'3", 6'2", 6'3", huge. My last game. And so, really, I knew this was my last game. I knew it before the game. I really probably knew it you before said, the you said last. You said on the last episode, the Niners season sucked. Yeah, it was bad. So you were done, done. I was, I was done. My last game, I just want to get out of this game healthy to be able to walk away with my career, be good, right? So last game, uh, Alex Smith throws me like a little swing pass. I'm out in the flat. So I'm I'm turned back to the quarterback looking at him. And I turn back to my left, and he clotheslines me. Like, like literally clotheslines me. I land on sixty-five. Yeah, NFL. I land on the, at this point. Frank Gore is hurt. I was probably the only running back at the, and I just laid on the ground. And at that point, I was like, "Yeah, football is over for me. I don't, I don't want that moment. I don't want to do this anymore." He clotheslined the career out of you. Damn, I didn't have anything left. Yeah, he was. I mean, it was, it was, it was nasty. I remember I came to the sideline. Tom Rathen was a coach, and all he could say is, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No." No, I'm not okay. I can't breathe. You probably never answered that question. No, like that. no, no. I'm not okay. Why are we doing this? <laughs> don't, don't put me in that position. This is my last game, bro. Don't do that again. Brian Dawkins, Sean Taylor, and Adrian Wilson. Yeah. Those are three big hits. Three nasty hitters. Man. Physical, nasty, and they all talk trash in a different way. All right, one last question. That was a good one. 70 kilos. Do you feel swagger jacked by all these pass-catching running backs in today's game? Mm, the game has changed. And so the only guys back in the day when I was playing that were catching passes was me and Marshall Falk. Literally the only two. And obviously Roger Craig did it. LT. Yeah, LT. Yeah, LT was doing it too. Roger Craig. Priest Holmes. Eh, did he? I remember when the Eagles almost signed Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes was good. I I, I don't consider Priest Holmes a a a bad. He wasn't a pass. LT though was, yeah. LT, you can line them up. Same thing with more Marshall. You put them, you displace them. This is the difference between Priest Holmes. You didn't really displace Priest no, Holmes right. and try to get them one on one. But yeah, that's what they're doing now. I look at Christian McCaffrey and he's a wide receiver. Same thing with with uh, Kamara. And but they're really good running backs too. And uh, you know, they both have answered the question: Can they run between the tackles? Yes. And it's it's a resounding yes. Yes. Especially. McCaffrey. I'm wondering. Here's the thing. I'm wondering about Kamara, and, and I think he is talented. I know that he can run between the tackles. The load before the entire season. That's. I'm, I'm watching wondering. that game, and I'm like, I don't even want him back there. I don't think if Sean he, Payton will put him in that. Position. I hope not, because my thing is, is when you have Latavius Murray and you have Taysom Hill. Yeah. I'd rather they handle yeah. it, and then 
let Kamara just start off and flex outside mm-hmm. and go, oh, you got a linebacker? You're toast. You got yeah. a safety? You're toast. He's just so good with the ball. He's so hand. good. That's the that's the dilemma as a head coach. But McCaffrey can handle the load. I mean, that dude was running over all of the rims. He gained some weight. Yes. He got bigger. And, and He's a lot bigger than Kamara, I feel like. Well, I think I, I want to say he was like 210 when he came in. I feel like he gained seven, eight pounds of muscle this season. He looks much more muscular legs in, and body-wise. He body came in wise. at 205, 205 that's okay. the listed weight. And Kamara was listed at 215. But that's not the same. Different size. That has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he seemed Kamara, but he's so, smooth. Oh, he's so smooth, though. Such a smooth runner, talented, makes people miss. He has speed in small spaces that defenses can't calculate. I think I would take McCaffrey over any other running back in the NFL right now. I like McCaffrey. I, I still would take Kamara. I, you would t- I, so it's between those two? Between those two. It's, what about Saquon? Oh, no, no. Are you talking about passing? No, listen. Talk about all running backs. No, 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 I think no, I would take no, McCaffrey no, no, over no, one. No, you would not. No, you would not. No, you wouldn't. If you saw Saquon with a good team— You'd be like, oh wow, this is the Giants that, are that a good guy. Team? You, you think so? You think? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, nobody knows. Yeah, everybody knows. Brian that. Westbrook that. says Giants suck. Right? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> if if you saw Saquon with a good offensive I, line with some people around, you would yeah. say, okay. I have a theory that if if you let Bill Belichick uh, take any player in the NFL from another team, first he would take Aaron Donald, but second, I think he would take Taysom Hill. I feel like if if he could take any player, and they would take, use him. Yeah. I think he would go. I could get this guy to play quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. He could be an H-back that blocks. I could. Pro- I bet you Taysom Hill, He. we already know that he can be a gunner on special teams. Mm-hmm. He could probably rush the passer. Like, yeah. I bet you he could be a hell of a third down rush. He is a Bill Belichick He could Belichick probably guy. play safety. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that Belichick goes, I'd be able to get the most out of Taysom Hill. Like, I feel like he would take Aaron Donald one, because I believe Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL. No doubt about it. And then I think he would go Taysom Hill two. He would be— It's a pretty good theory. He would be a both sides of the ball type of player. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about this. Troy Brown played cornerback in our Super Bowl. And wide receiver. And wide receiver. And punt returner. And punt returner. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's that's who Belichick. That makes likes. me mad thinking about that. But that's why I respect the fucking Ravens too, because their fullback is also their defensive tackle. Yeah, Patrick. I love teams. Sean Payton does that. We just talked about with Taysom Hill, where they they're looking for the best pieces. It's not just their system. You know what I mean? Like they really get it. Uh, in terms of games coming up this weekend. I'm going to be doing the betting show again with uh, uh, Warren Sharp tomorrow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's going to be a lot of the gambling. But there are a few games that we kind of circled that we definitely want to talk about. Yeah. Um, let's do Eagles first. Eagles Atlanta. Yeah. Sunday night. Uh, big injuries from the Falcons standpoint. They lose one of their offensive linemen, Caleb McGarry, uh, which is going to be big. Their offensive line already looked a mess. Eagles big injury is um, Malik Jackson going to be out for the year with a Liz Frank injury. They go and they sign Akeem Spence. What is your overall feeling of this? Because I will say an 0-1 in Atlanta team against a Philadelphia team that has to come back from down 17 I don't really see a huge pass rush from the Eagles right now, which scares me. And what the Eagles secondary just allowed to Washington, I worry about with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. On the other side, 
in terms of the Eagles offense, I think the Eagles can put up some points. But how do you see this game kind of playing out? What's well, out to you? Obviously, and I'm going to start with Atlanta. And, and I want to just show you this because I looked at this and I'm like, I'm watching the game, but it's not until you actually look at that all the drives for Atlanta. You kind of, this is a theory. I mean, this is a thought process here. First possession, block punt, interception, punt, fumble, punt, end of half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Interception, punt, finally score a couple touchdowns. They look terrible. First half, obviously a couple of mistakes. To me, that means if you can trick them into throwing the ball to the other team, getting some turnovers, right. which we haven't. And I don't, I'm not telling you that the Eagles can do this. That's my fear because that's Minnesota's defense. Minnesota's defense is on a different level. And I looked back. Zimmer is 3-0 and against Matt Ryan in Minnesota, and all the games have been ugly. I think some teams are just better matchups. We know what the Eagles are going to do. They're going to play a lot of fucking man. And that's really scary. Well, they can't play man. I know. Because they, they got do. beat so bad in man. But they do. I know. Well, I know. I don't know why they would do. They can't do it against this team. That's what they I'm They have saying. three good receivers. Sanu is really good. Ridley's good. And well, obviously we know what Julio yeah. is. You, you, you can't. Hooper's a baller. Well, here's the other thing. Hooper is a baller. You're right. The Eagles' last game, every time they blitzed, they never got home. Ever. I think they had ended up getting one sack. Timmy Jernigan got that. They never got home, so they never got to the quarterback. And when you blitz, you put your, your secondary in a compromised position. Rasul Douglas got ran by by some kid that nobody even knows. People know Terry McLaurin. No, they do you not. You need to stop insulting him. No, they do not. His, he has a nickname. Who? What's his Scary nickname? Terry Terry. I didn't make it up. That's not his nickname. It is. That's Terry Rozier's nickname. Well, this is his too. No, it's not. That's not his nickname. Nobody knew this kid. Nobody knew him before Ohio the game. State. He played with Dwayne Haskins. Nobody knew this kid before the game. Nobody knew him. <laughs> Nobody. When I looked at that Redskins roster before the game, I was like, well, don't know him. Don't they don't know Trent Williams? Oh, Darius Geis well, is going to play. I'm here that's for cool. Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Well, listen. Nobody knew him. Nobody expected him to have a seventy-yard okay, touchdown that, that twice. You, you finally no, made nobody, a point. No, out nobody. So listen. When I see my secondary giving those types of plays up repeatedly to your guy Terry McLaurin, McLaurin that, that everybody knows now, he's yeah, the best receiver in the game. Pro Bowler on the way. Pick him up on the waiver wire. Pick him up exactly. Well, he's going to get a lot of options yeah. there and, and a lot of targets there in Washington. But if you're giving up that and you can't get to the quarterback with your best guys, That's and now Malik Jackson's out, this concerns me. Going down to Atlanta. Season opener, home opener in Atlanta. Home opener. That's going to be a problem. And if you can't get Atlanta to go on your on their first half series, block punt, interception, punt, 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 fumble, then that's going to be a problem for the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles have traditionally started slow. To me, when I watched that football game, it's 17 zip. The only reason I had confidence is because I'm like, yeah, that I kind of feel like the Redskins have played over their head. And they'll Washington never be able to sustain, sustain it. this offense. That's it. If Atlanta gets off to 17 nothing, I feel like they can sustain They could go to 45. Freeman Keith gets going at that point. Now Julio gets one-on-one, and that's going to be a problem. So as so, what's your gut tell you about this game? My gut tells me that Atlanta – This I, before before the season, I had circled this game as a loss for the Eagles. Okay. I, I didn't see Atlanta going to get beat up by the right. Vikings. Right. But I also think that the Eagles – this is a trouble spot for the Eagles. I think that the secondary is a trouble. Yeah. Now, if you're telling me they can get three or four sacks – then yes, that you get a chance. Because I would just say that I thought the Eagles were going to get a lot of sacks because Trent Williams wasn't playing for Washington. Now, I would have put good money on that. The rest of Washington's offensive line is a lot better than Atlanta's offensive line yeah. because Atlanta has has chronically had issues and now they have injuries. Um, I also think that the defensive coordinator for Washington is better than Dan Quinn. 
What's up with Dan Quinn, man? The problem is, is that he's still running the Seattle defense, and without that, the Seattle guys, and all of and the it feels like half the league is playing that defense, yeah. and so everyone's gotten used to what the Seattle beaters are. And I'll tell you who's going to be a great Seattle beater: Deshaun Jackson. You think so? so? Oh, because going deep over the top. It's it's these routes. Yeah, it's the crossers Trouble. where you you have that cover three and you fucking leverage them, and it's like okay, you're either taking Mac Collins, or you're taking Alshon with the lob, or you're taking Deshaun deep. I think this is a good game for Nelson Aguilar. I, I really do. I think that he could have had a big game if if uh, Fault I me mean, Wentz actually throws him the football yes. when he's wide open. Yeah, he threw it to Deshaun. Let Deshaun get off. I understand that. This is what I saw. Um, from that offense that played against the Falcons. Kirk Cousins had 98 yards. Yep. It's hard to score 28 points they ran in the all NFL. Over him, they ran all over him. That means to me, Miles Sanders, what are you going to do? That's a big question. I think Miles Sanders oh, yeah. played well. If I'm playing Atlanta, if I'm playing the Chargers, I am running 40 times a game. No doubt about it. Both of those teams, what defense do they both play? The fucking Seattle cover three press bell. Yeah, yeah. And they both are trying to be fast up front and don't have big guys. It's Grady Jarrett and a whole lot of small guys in Atlanta. And then in LA, you got Bose and Ingram who are solid. That's right. But all your defensive tackles small. are small. That's right. Uh, the big game, the rematch of the NFC Championship game, Saints Rams. It's going to be in LA. So we won't have a lot of refs' jerseys anymore of the Saints fans coming after mm-hmm. the Rams. Mm-hmm. You you said after watching the Rams game that the Saints have one guy that could go really off. Well, we saw the Rams game last week against the Panthers. Against the Panthers, and we just talked about Christian McCaffrey, his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, do all the different things. He had 128 yards rushing and 81 yards receiving. I mean, he's obviously the best player on the Panthers at this point. But now, in my opinion, you play a better version. Of Christian McCaffrey. And, oh, by the way, they have some other options other than Christian McCaffrey. And, oh, by the way, they have a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing the football. So now what happens? Now, oh, Mike Mike Thomas, what you going to do against his secondary? And they got some dogs in that secondary. But what you going to do? We'll find out. Eric Weddle coming off of a concussion. Middle Problem. linebacker hurt. Yep. That was my thing is when I saw the middle linebacker was out for the Rams against the Panthers, I went, McCaffrey's going to go off. And he did. Not only are we getting – now, the advantage for the Rams is they have one extra day to prepare. Okay. Saints played on Monday night. Okay. But it's Sean Payton who's probably been preparing for the Rams all offseason. Payback. 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 And nobody loves payback more than fucking Sean Payton. Well, I'll tell you this. We saw with the Eagles last year, a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl, the underdog, the chip on their shoulder. The Rams have circled this game. They circled this game in the locker room last year. This Saints is did. Saints. Did. Yeah, but excuse me, the Saints. Yeah this, yeah, this is about get back. This is about revenge for them. I think that's a real it. thing, right? Absolutely. If you if you mess up the chance and they feel like they got the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl stolen from them, if you take that away from a team, you best believe all all season that's all they're thinking about. Yeah. Oh, we could have went to the Super Bowl. We would have beat New England. We would have won. This game has been circled for uh, the, the Saints all offseason. Drew Brees, obviously, big-time comeback in the game on Monday. I think Alvin Kamara has a great game. Enormous. Great game. Enormous. Jared Cook, too. Attack the fucking middle of the field. Hey, put him, put the ball in the middle of the field. Drew Brees will find him. And I'll tell you this. I, you know, there were some questions last year about Drew Brees' arm. And did it get tired down the stretch? It did. It, it did. It looked kind of weak and balls yeah. fluttering, things like that. I, early on 70. in the season – 
I expect Drew Brees to go off against weak defenses. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but I think Alvin Kamara has a great game. I think you put, uh, you know, Mike Thomas in another situation to have success. This is going to be a good game. I, I think this running back game for me. The other game that we we wanted to talk about was Vikings-Packers. Love it. Packers escape last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers with the one 50-yard bomb to uh, MVS. Uh, they're able to, to go, and, and the Packers' defense was phenomenal. Now they're taking on Minnesota, yeah. who looked Unbelievable the entire game. Uh-huh. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, hell of a duo there. Yeah. Offensive line seem to be coming together. As you talked about before, a lot of fortuitous plays, though, that set it up. Blocked punt on Atlanta, set them up for a touchdown. Uh, a few Matt Ryan interceptions set them up. But Minnesota looked like a complete team. This is also the team that hurt Aaron Rodgers last year. So another little revenge there, and it's at Lambeau. Where do you kinda, how are you feeling about this one? You know, I, I always side on the team with a good defense that has the ability to score the ball on offense. And to me, the Vikings has a very good defense. They have a good balance of run with Dalvin Cook, who I think, and I think I told you last week, I think he's going to be a stud this year. He catches the ball well in the backfield. He's great in space, and he's going to get some space because he has two good targets on the outside. He's done a really good job of getting his body back into the game after the big-time injury, his rookie season. I think Dalvin Cook has a great season, period. I agree. But you add to this, I think it's the matchup that I love. Kevin King, Jair Alexander, Thielen, Diggs. What happens in that? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, listen, this Green Bay defense has improved. They know how to get out their quarterback a little bit better. They have some cornerbacks that can play. They safeties come down and rock people in the, in, the, in the pass game. This is a good matchup. This is a good NFC North matchup. And when I look at these both of these teams, I'm saying, okay, who has a better quarterback? Green Bay. Who has a better running back situation? The Vikings. Who has better receivers? You got to go Vikings. Who has a better defense? I think Vikings. So when I look at all the matchups. I think that one's closer. You I think, think so? I, I believe in the Packers defense so much. I think the Packers right now. What, what have you seen from them beside well, the first game of the season? Well, that's against, all, against an average Mitchell Trubisky. I think that Mike Pettin has, has been great with the Packers defense for the last few years. They've been getting better every year. And I think that what I saw last Thursday, which was the additions of Preston Smith and Zadaria Smith, mm-hmm including Kenny Clark. I thought Blake Martinez looked like a different middle linebacker. Um, And I also think that their secondary has a lot of athletes that are all multi-positional. I think Jair Alexander is one of the better young corners in the league. This kid Savage and Adrian Amos, both of those guys can cover a lot of ground. And I I think that they can be right where Thielen and Diggs are going to be. The question that I have is, which is what I think the Bears wanted to do, is if the Vikings go, we want to pound. Okay. Which is what they did against Atlanta, which is what Zimmer wants to do. Can the Packers, and I think they can, I think Zadarius and Preston, the two, Mr. and Mr. Smith, can set the edges. The question is, is will the middle linebackers and the safeties be able to clean everything up? Well, here's the other question, and this is what you go into the game thinking about. Okay, well, if you stop the pounding, do you need to add a guy to stop the pounding? Meaning, do you need to go from seven people in the box to eight, meaning your safety's coming down? If you do, are your corners good enough right. to cover the guys on the outside? Are they? And I, and I think they are. I'll tell you this. I think they, they are. We'll find out in the game. Yes. Are they good enough to cover the guys on the outside one-on-one? That's going to be a big question. And the other part is that what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins? I mean, he only, he only missed. You know, he only had two incompletions last game, but it only had 10 passes. Yeah. Is he ready to take that next step? So this is this. We're going to find out. I would say right now, 
I'm going to dive in deeper. I'll give my official prediction on the, on the podcast tomorrow. Come on. Man. But I want to get my prediction for Thursday night football because this podcast comes out on Thursday mornings. Yeah. Uh, it is going to be Bucks at Panthers. I just looked it up. Jameis Winston in his last three games uh, against Carolina is one and two. Mm-hmm. In his last, th- in his the three times he's played at Carolina, he's one and two. He's put up 19, 17, um, and, and 10. Also, Remember, we chronically see home defenses dominate on Thursday night football. Okay. There's not enough time for the big game plans to come together. Short week. And the team that usually prevails is if the, the home team has a good defense. They do. I do not know what the line is right now, but I think that the Panthers are going to win this one uh, pretty strong. Uh, I think that loss is upsetting to them. I think that they are a much more disciplined team, even though they were a little bit erratic, than Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. Um, and I would I would go with the Panthers as I look at the line. Here's the deal. If Jameis Winston will decide. Nope, it's not going to happen. If he can decide that he's going oh, to throw Panthers the ball to the guys six in. Six and a half. The guy's yeah, in the same uniform as him. If, yeah, if he'll make that he's decision. He's not, bro. When are, when are we going to give up? When are we going to go? I thought Bruce Arians was going to fix him. Nope. I thought Bruce Arians was a quarterback whisperer that was going to put him in a position when to be successful. the quarterbacks that you've whispered are Peyton Manning, uh, Carson Palmer, and Ben Roethlisberger, okay. and Andrew Luck. Different level. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I see what you That's got. my point. Well, Jameis is what he's number one overall, number two, whatever he was. He's number one. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has some, but he has a skill set. We know that. You got to be able to get something out of this kid. And obviously, they're trying to give him a chance. He did not look good last week. Three interceptions. Marcus Russell was number one too. Disappointing. Yeah. Who too can't, disappointing. Like, I, where you, like you went in the third round. Yeah. And you're better than all the running backs that went ahead of I you. Sure would I, I wish I would have got some first round money. I wish I would have, just as a side note. But anyway, anyway, I just just as an aside, I would have liked to have Was there a first-round running back that went in your year that you look at and you're like, motherfucker? I I played in the uh, Senior Bowl with Jonathan Wells, and I think he went maybe late first. Feeney Wells? No, Jonathan Wells. He went to O-State. Okay. I think he went second round, first round, and I was like, "Mm, I got this guy. Come on, bro. I played in the All-Star game with him. He was big, a bunch of yards, but I'm like, ah. The skill set didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it. I mean, unless you're going to get 30 carries a game, yeah. there's just not many teams that's doing that. Different game. But I'll tell you this: Ronald Jones looked good, looked better than I thought he was going to look. Even though we know he has some talent, I, I don't know about this offense. I still think they have some. You know, I think Goblin's a good player. Okay, not elite, but okay. Yeah. I think this offense needs some work. It's it disappoints me that the progression. I'm talking about my quarterback, Jameis, isn't getting better. No. That that disappoints me because you had all off season. The coach just didn't get there, but and he's still deciding to throw the ball to the other team. That's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem this game because the Carolina Panthers and Ron Rivera are, will get after him. Yeah, they I think, will. I think I don't care if the line. If you can get it at six and a half, you take I, that. I like Carolina at six and a half. Yeah. I think that Jameis is going to throw you into some situations where I think he's going to force it, and I think Carolina losing that game is going to come back angry. And and look. Gurley had some success, but that's Todd Gurley and that's Sean McVay. Yeah, and different world. And I watched Tampa Bay 
OJ Howard had some fumbles. Mm-hmm. Jameis threw a pick six at the end. That was one of the most embarrassing things I've seen. Yeah. And I know that it's a rivalry game and it's a little bit tight, but I like Carolina. Um, I want to wrap up the pod. I just want to go out really quick. We didn't talk about AB. And I think we are uh, going to play a little bit of wait and see right now. I think that there's a lot of questions emerging around uh, the alleged uh, lawsuit right now. The lawsuit has been filed uh, where Antonio Brown is being accused of rape from a former trainer. A lot of information is coming out right now, though, that are raising a lot of questions. Uh, I think we both agree that if he did this, disgusting. Yeah, and he should be punished. A- anybody, that anyone does. with yeah, a brain, the, yeah. is good. Anyone, any any show host is saying exactly what I'm saying right now. Yeah. If he did it, he should be condemned. No he shouldn't play. No doubt. Um, at the same point, we kind of need this to play out. We need more information, and we're going to see how the Patriots and Bill Belichick handle it. I would be surprised if he played on Sunday against Miami, um, but we're going to kind of wait and see on the details. But it is interesting that it's coming out, um, you know, before the first week that he could play and. We're going to wait and see, but it's, man, it's more noise. I mean, again, I I tell you this all the time in in NFL team, the the enemy is noise. And I'm talking about the media problems, issues. That's the one thing that no coach in the NFL wants. We talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Just noise. You lost a game noise. Antonio Brown, this entire situation noise. We have to wait for more information. I, as a coach and a teammate, the last thing that you want to deal with, Going into a game week throughout the season is noise. This is just more noise. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, and it's sad. It's sad. It, it, on, on both sides, it's sad. We'll, we'll see how it comes out. I really hope it didn't fucking happen. Because if it did, you're a fucking piece of shit. That's, There's no doubt about yeah, that. That's Absolutely. Uh, I enjoyed this week, though. Hey, man. It was fun. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see what happens with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, they're going to People have been attacking me on Twitter. Really? I hate him. He's from Maryland. He should support him. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how good Lamar Jackson is. Oh, he's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> he's going to be amazing. Why? Because Patrick Peterson suspended and the That's Cardinals right. secondary stinks. He's going to put up big numbers again, we'll and I'm going to look like a genius. Uh, for B West, I am the LEFKOE man. Uh, hit us up on social. What's your social again? 36. Oh, I got a brand new website. Did I even tell you Pip about it? Out www.bwestbrook.com brand new website all the information on there the most important thing is about the Brian Westbrook Foundation okay what are you working on we're talking about empowering our youth down in my horse farm empowering our youth teaching them all different types of skills to be successful in our world that's what everybody wants nice. help our kids with horses absolutely horses we're talking about all different types of trades mechanics Damn. carpentry electricity we want to teach our kids some things that they may not be getting from schools right now we want to help our kids be successful that's why you're a good motherfucker hey man Enjoy the games this weekend. Uh, Make sure you download the next podcast. Warren Sharp, making all the bets. See you later, homies.